0: Coming up on today's episode of the Nosebleed Seats podcast with Zach Wolchuk and Eric Chiafalo. We recap the craziness that happened on Conference Championship Sunday. Both games go into overtime and we break it all down. That's next on the show everyone can afford to listen to, the Nosebleed Seats.
1: Yeah, before we get to that, let's tell you about our friends over there at Lone Star Green CBD. CBD. Oh, my goodness, these guys have changed our lives, Walt Chuck. That care package has been getting me through these rough nights of sleep that I had been having leading up to that package. Man, I'll tell you, the the topicals, the gummy bears. I've been on the gummy bears. What, do you, what
0: did you think the about the gummy bears? Uh, you know what? I You took all the gummies. So I didn't <laughs> no, even get yeah, any. You just went ahead and nabbed all those. So I'm going to need to request a separate gummy package for myself. But I think the beauty of what Lone Star Green CBD is doing is No matter what kind of way you want to enjoy your CBD supplements, whether it's just something liquid that you can put in a drink and make it so easy for you, whether it's coffee, water, Gatorade, whatever you want to do in the morning to get up and just start your day, just put a little bit of CBD in there. You'll get to feeling great. They've got lotions. Eric, you're all about the gummies. There's just such a variety of ways to consume this CBD. And the beautiful thing about it is it's completely legal.
1: It sure is. Go over to Lone Star Green CBD's Facebook page to get 20% off. Mention the Nosebleed Seats, and they will give you that 20% off your first buy at the checkout. And also, these guys are going to have a website up soon, so uh, be on the lookout for that. It'll be coming shortly, but for now, it's Facebook. It's Lone Star Green CBD. Check them out. Tell them the Nosebleed Seats sent you.
0: All
1: right, what do you say, Walt Chuck? Should we do the show? You want to do the show?
0: I mean, if you want to do the show, I want I to do the show. I always want to do the show. I don't know why you even ask. right, let's do the show. Let's do it. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. Zach Walchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. And the football gods answered our prayers. We got double overtime entree, dessert. It was a four-course bleepin' meal Good on God. conference championship Sunday. Was it ever. My, oh my, but it sure didn't come without controversy, my friend. No, it did not. And that makes what we do here on the Nosebleed Seats where we make a mockery but also just revel in any kind of drama that we can find when it comes to the National Football League. Ha! Today is our day, my friend. Not only are we celebrating tremendous football games, but we also have a lot of juicy goodness to get into.
1: I mean, dude, yesterday talking about Sunday game day was just filled with it was it was like sheer euphoria for about I haven't
0: slept seven in and a half hours, hours. seventy two. I don't even know. How many hours has it been? Yeah, excitement yeah. it's just overflowed.
1: I'm having to call my doctor because this this NFL football fully on pork I got going on downstairs has lasted longer than four hours, and huh. it's really lasted. More did you than, take the football pill in 24 hours? Yeah, I sure did, and it's brown with it's, laces on it. It's delicious, man. It, it's got a little bacon flavor, mm. uh, but the pig Smoky. skin, of course. Yeah, uh, man, what a day of football it was. Extra crisp. Uh, my gosh. Not and, and kosher. You're, you're on keto now. Huh. So Sunday was actually... <laughs> you're back on
0: keto. Everybody yeah. knows Walt Chuck was a keto guy. I was a keto guy. I, was a keto guy. I was a keto guy. Yeah, and I and went just, steady. You, yeah, for you, almost a third of the you, year. You <laughs> <know>? <laughs>
1: Kudos to me. And then, and then you showed up at the chicken and waffles joint <laughs> and just totally blew everything out of the water. Everything no, you no. That
0: was just a bad night. It was a cheat day. And then that probably scared me off from cheating ever again my birthday is really it, it, it really kind of we all spiraling didn't? railed off the tracks there yeah it was well, a birthday terrible, can do that man. you know all the cake national holiday and i just you know a fat kid in his cake yeah you want to not I can't only you want to
1: have it you want to eat it too and, and i trust that. me i did good for you listen i'm happy for you you look you look happy as hell You're back on the keto. You're feeling good, but CBD oils
0: are helping immensely. Yes, they are.
1: Shout out to Lone Star Green. Uh, Listen, dude, Sunday was your last day of just divulging. So did you just go deep or what? Uh, Man, I really did. Just barbecue sauce, ranch, chicken
0: wings. I know how you like to do it. Just football Sunday in your robe. Well, I didn't do bad. I actually went to Saltgrass Steakhouse. With the lady and her uh, oh, mom and dude, grandma, big. So it was pretty fun, yeah. You fancy dog. And I went with the uh, fried shrimp and chicken tender platter.
1: Oh, that is...
0: What so a I probably like You'd think, like, Light. ah, man, maybe I should have gotten steak, but I specifically went the fried route because I knew that I could have steak on yeah, keto.
1: You can have steak on but keto. But I,
0: I couldn't have anything that was battered and fried. No more chicken tendies? So no more chicken tenders, and I certainly Damn. couldn't have fried shrimp, and some good fried shrimp is one of my favorite... Delicacies in life.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: So nice combo. I did it. I went ham. Yeah, and you know what? It came with two sides because on the weekends, I guess they don't have the lunch option. The potatoes. So I got mac and cheese and French fries. God, I went fat. With oh, them. good God! Yeah, I went heavenly. Hey, dude, I'm happy. For and then you. for dinner, uh, we. Oh, that was just lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that was just lunch.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> hell.
0: Yeah, alert the press. <laughs> Jesus, what a day you had! I Football
1: had, just sheer you. You have to, sex like You have you never to. had before. Because, you know, this, you this was my Super Bowl, Bowl Sunday.
0: <laughs> yeah, Super
1: Oh, Super Bowl right. Sunday. I got to go
0: like naked wings. Oh God! Yeah, that's literally the only thing that I don't like
1: naked. It's got to be naked wings.
0: Hooters wings. actually makes some solid naked wings. Shameless self-promotion. Oh, the smoked so we get, ones? The new yeah, so they're, like they're, but they're called naked. Oh, they're called But naked. they're like actual, it's just like a grilled chicken wing. And then you can get the sauce on it still.
1: Gotcha. I'm, okay, well they do, Hooters also does this, uh, it's relatively new, maybe last two years or so they do them smoked. They have like a whole separate oh, thing really,
0: smoked wings. I'm not a huge smoked meats guy. Really? So I don't know if I'd enjoy it. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's crazy
1: because you love smoking and you love meats. But combined, you're just not into
0: it. I guess that is a weird thing. That's insane. I like them both separately on my own time.
1: It's like my fiance. She loves chocolate more than anything in the world. She loves strawberries. She doesn't like chocolate covered
0: strawberries. What the hell is wrong with you? She doesn't like chocolate covered strawberries? She does not like chocolate covered strawberries. Well, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to get you for Valentine's Day. No, because it's I our first Valentine's cover- Day no, as I, a three way marriage. No, and I, I feel obligated to get her something. That was my go to.
1: No, that's for me. That's for me, my boy. That's for me, but fair enough. But Super Bowl Sunday was your Super Bowl for Sunday.
0: you. It was an edible arrangement, but now I'll change it up.
1: Absolutely, you don't like smoke. No, I'll make meat. sure I You're get the insane. pineapple. In if you there. do like smoked meeks, head over to uh, you know. No,
0: leaders. but the dinner was uh, Mexican food. Oh wow! I got well, one Mexican. of those like appetizer plates. You got some flautas, quesadillas, some queso wings. Oh man, it was. Oh, that's bomb. Yeah, I, I paid for it this morning. Absolutely. Oh, I guarantee uh, Today's you did. been a, a cleansing day in more ways than one. Yeah, it
1: came out like firecrackers, I could only imagine.
0: But football, baby. Football, huh?
1: Football! Holy hell, football! Football! It was glorious. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, do you want to start? Should we start AFC? Should we start NFC? You know, what's your preference?
0: Well, I think we what's should your start flavor? with uh, NFC.
1: Okay, in the, order the first that it game happened? of the day. Yeah, Alrighty. I like
0: that. And I always kind of like to say numerical clockwise. I don't know what I'm trying to go with that. That was stupid. Good God! It. Was, but you it get what really, I'm it saying? Really was. Like in order, the correct way. Yeah, the correct order. Like of which time they actually played chronological. In. You know, it started off NFC. You know, chronological. Chronological. That's, that's what I'm going for. That's the one. So that's the. one. That's the now bust. we
1: both we both picked. Uh, we both picked the Rams. Oh, I talked you into the Rams. You talked me into the
0: Rams. Thank That's exactly goodness. what happened. Thank you for reminding me. And I said that I was very confident in the Rams. Like, I'd put money on the Rams.
1: Yeah, I had actually become more confident in that game than I was the Chiefs game. I, I thought the zero Chiefs were going to win, but I just, you just never bet against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Right. So, uh, I was more confident in this Saints game, and it got off to a very Saint start, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, Is this the same thing that's going to happen to the Rams that happened the last time? They get down early and they have to fight back all game long and inevitably lose because they don't have enough time in the game. Well, you know, first of all, it was loud as hell. Yes, I mean it was. I mean, Jared Goff and that offense were completely disoriented in the first for the big, t- first two series of that, that big game.
0: impact. Absolutely, the crowd, the real MVP of that for the Saints early on. I mean, they made it extremely difficult, and we've all heard about. You know, McVeigh and Goff and, and kind of how they like to communicate, getting up to the line of scrimmage. they trying to wait. I think it's the headset communication cuts off at 15 seconds left Yeah, on the play clock. So they get up to the, the line really they're, quick. They're Everybody the whole thinks time. you're going no huddle, fast,
1: fast, fast. Yeah, McVeigh's in his ear the entire time.
0: Now, with the crowd noise, you can't do that. You know, Goff in the first series was bad. The first series was like, oh, no, they throw the pick and... For the Rams, it seems like all hell is going to break loose here. They've finally met their match. I mean, their, their offense is in shambles. Their communication's flawed. They're taping up the ear holes. A gops helmet. Nothing's working. And really, the Saints had a chance to just, you know, the Rams are a good enough team where I don't know that they'd ever have been dead and buried. But you go 11 plays, 56 yards to open the game. You kick a field goal. You get a pick, and the ball is at your opponent's like 15 or 20 yard, yard line. Yeah. And you can't punt you in kick for a field touchdown. goal. The result is
1: a 6-0 game after that.
0: You end up being up 13 to nothing after the Rams go three and out again cuz the crowd noise is so outstanding. And you finally get the touchdown with the breeze pass to Griffin, that little t- and I'll tell you what, I've never Enjoyed seeing a play action bootleg pass to the tight end more in my life. I don't know why, but I just enjoyed just felt good seeing that play. Yeah, because to me, it's a play like the week before, and all year long, we've talked about the Cowboys' red zone issues and the Cowboys' inability to to execute and Dak rolling out of the pockets. Like, I'm still thinking to myself, you know, the Cowboys just played this Rams team, you know, all facets of this. I can't inevitably have to compare it to that. Like, man, I wish the Cowboys would run a play like that. Wouldn't that be so nice if the Cowboys would just run a little? Like boop, it's easy, it's easy money.
1: It does seem like the
0: right thing to do. it It's it's essentially a great thing to do now. If, even if Drew Brees is your quarterback, let
1: alone Dak Prescott. Now, the one thing I want to say about the, the the noise is: Did you hear about this
0: whistle guy that they got going on in there? Well, you could hear the damn whistle during the broadcast. It was it was so. What annoying, are they doing? Dude. You can't bring one of those things. Those like the blow horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks a horn. like a shofar. Yeah, it's a horn. You can't bring those it's, things like in a, there. Or like a grenade whistle. Why are you allowed to whistle? That's going to just everything screwed in that case. And the officiating already ends up having a major problem by the end of this game. Yeah, yeah. Well, the
1: pro- well, the thing is, is he's not bringing in anything tangible. Now he comes in dressed as a big ass whistle, so he looks like a whistle. He is the human embodiment of a whistle.
0: Oh, you're saying you're saying this guy was actually, but it's his own mouth. It's his own mouth. His own mouth was making the noise. Mouth. He whistles that hard? I'm pretty sure. He's that hard of a blower. I think he blows that hard. What? Yeah. That's unbelievable.
1: I'm like 99% sure I will check my I will check the story one more time, but I'm pretty confident that he comes in there just mouthing mouth in that thing. I don't think you're allowed it can't you can't be allowed to come in there with whistles.
0: You can't be that cannot you be. You certainly didn't ask permission first. Yeah, always ask. It's the right thing to do. (laughs) You know, you always need to ask, and if they say yes, that means okay. It was No means no, and they shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been able to bring that whistle in. Yeah. On and off the field. You should not be able to go in there or come in there with that whistle.
1: Yeah, well, uh, he did. I'm going to check this. I'm going to check this back and check I'll get it. back to you here in a minute. But I'm, way, I'm pretty
0: confident it was just his mouth. That's unbelievable. So, this Saints crowd was unbelievable. They talent. were unbelievable. They, yeah, they were, were the incredible.
1: true heroes. We talked about the fact that the home field advantage was huge, but
0: none bigger we, we, we than did, that. We
1: did we didn't even we didn't even do it enough justice because it was so bleeping loud in that stadium. I mean, they were they were talking about how Coffee cups and and water bottles were shaking like in the press boxes. Everything things were shaking. They put the decibel level up there, a graphic during the game, and it's like a hundred and
0: twelve. Crazy! I'm like mini earthquakes oh my left and right.
1: Gosh, yeah! Like you're you can't hear yourself think, let alone try to you know run an audible offense. And then, I I guess benching Todd Gurley is the answer. So you think they
0: bench Todd Gurley?
1: Well, I mean, he he drops the easy pass, and then he drops the nether easy pass that leads to an interception.
0: Yeah, but did you not see the play where his leg looked like it might have gotten hyperextended again? I don't recall it. Yeah, so his leg does definitely get stretched out awkwardly, and I think that's the reason he wasn't in there more. One, the hot hand was C.J. Anderson, so there's not really more of an incentive to force him on the field because you've already got a guy that's performing exceptionally well, and it's the MVP of the divisional round, the reason you're there. But I really don't think that he was healthy. I think that was a big factor in things. But did you see after the game, and I don't want to like completely jump ahead, but just that we're talking about Todd Gurley, I think it's, it's a great segue into it. But after the game, Todd Gurley goes, and with everything that ends up playing out with the officials, and we'll break that down in just a moment, but he... Photoshops a picture of himself swap jersey swapping with an official. Somebody else photoshopped it, by the way. Todd Gurley, he's right. He's just in it. Yeah, yeah. Shares it. I mean, he thinks it's funny. He sees it. He shares it. Like it's 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 viral. Like it's going around social media. Well, Mike Francesa, and and for those of you that don't know who Francesa is, the Mad Dog, him and the Mad Dog had a famous show uh, in New York. And it, w- it was running. Mad Dog leaves. It's just Francis by himself. Mike and the Mad Dog. Now he's going by himself. No re- Mad Dog. He retired. retires.
1: And then couldn't then stay away back. from the microphone. So three months later, he's, he's got his own app and podcast. Right. and he's, he's How old huge do you geez. think he is? Uh,
0: he's in his 60s. He's like 65. Jeez, I thought he was older. And you might, too, after you hear what he says. And who said to the pool reporter that it was a judgment call, and he wasn't even sure what call they were talking about if you were the referee of that game and you didn't realize you had a problem on your hands and that is your honest statement you should be fired you should never have another jersey whether you exchange them with players before the game which should be an outrageous thing to begin with no way should an official be changing exchanging jerseys with a player before a game that's that's such a bad that's such a bad thing to do number one number two they have to stay distant from the players
1: Wait, so Bleeping Francesa believed that that was a real picture of Todd Todd, 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 Todd Gurley and the referee, where Todd Gurley is holding the referee's jersey as a tribute and ode to the referee as the referee holding up Gurley's? Todd, tod, tod, yeah. Todd, 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 Todd. Yeah. He literally thought He genuinely
0: be- <laughs> believes that Todd Gurley went. And jersey swaps. I mean, it's very common for players to do this. But when have you ever seen a player in an official jersey swap at the end of the game? And he, as you could see there, or hear there, was extremely heated about it. Now, afterwards, his producer lets him know, it must have been during the break. And he goes ahead and comes out and says, I've been duped. Basically, he was told it was a fake picture and... Shoot. He wow. got got. Good God. But overall, like, Francesa. What, what the hell, Francesa? Best in the business. You know, you got two young, sexy mother lickers, and Eric Chiafalo and Zach Wolchuk, host of the Nosebleed Seeds podcast, the show everyone can afford to listen to. It's only the fastest growing bleep and sports talk radio show on the planet Earth. And we're looking for a home, a full time home. Would you be interested in replacing? Francesa with the glory that is the nosebleed seats, because I guarantee you, we're going to make fun of that bleep Photoshop. We're not going to get caught and sound like an idiot. I'm sixty five, and I look and sound like I'm eighty. Well, sound
1: like idiots, just not in that same way, right?
0: Touche. We are idiots.
1: Now, listen, if the money's right, then I'm down. Only if the money's
0: right. Only if the money's right. Yeah, that's fair. Back so, to the game. Or did Jared you have Goff. something else you wanted no, to no, say? No, no, no. I
1: wanted to get back to the game. I wanted to get. Oh, back you want to talk
0: about Goffer? to the
1: sex of, of Jared Goff and how composed he was?
0: Well, he was extremely composed. So, like after the thirteen nothing, shamoylings, they finally get points on the board, right? Okay, so they go ahead, they kick a field goal, and in the second half of this football game, when the game was on the line and it mattered most, their defense stepped up. Aaron Donald was doing everything he could inside. Had a, almost had that strip fumble. Saints got back on it, but would have been a huge play. Just completely busts up the exchange. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that was great. Him and Sue were fantastic and their money, all the money that they've paid them is starting to show that it's it's paying off. During the regular season, these guys were almost, not Aaron Donald, but and Sue in particular is kind of like playing like the Warriors, you know, it's like you know your your team's going to the playoffs then once you get there, you'll turn it up a notch that's what Sue did, and now he's playing like the $14 million man that he is
0: and Jared Goff made the most of those opportunities my friend, given to him by that sexy D if you know what I mean and I'll tell you, when it got you know, the game mattered most late in the football game Jared Goff stepped up and he made some beautiful throws Missed a couple, but he made some beautiful throws. And they moved the football down the field, and you got to give him credit where credit's due. Uh, I think that a lot of people were questioning the Sean McVay decision at the end of the game once they rally. This thing's, they go for a, a touchdown here on fourth and goal from the one. They're in good shape. Instead, they go ahead and kick the field goal. I think this was one that really surprised you, probably a little more so than, well, no, I was pretty shocked too, considering they went for it on fourth and goal numerous times against the Cowboys the week before.
1: Yeah, and, and just really because it's Sean McVay, and he talks about it all season long, how we don't play scared, we're aggressive, yada, yada, yada. Well, he gets down to this spot, it's fourth and one, and you decide to kick the field goal, tie the game at 23, instead of going up by four with about five minutes left in that game. According to PFF, and I take everything that they say with a grain of salt, because they're a bunch of schmucks over there. At PFF, all their freaking mathematicians, but the one thing they can't get wrong is just just absolute facts. And this is one, 65 percent. You have a sixty-five percent chance of converting that fourth and one to uh, to go right there in um, you know in the goal line. So, if you the odds there is you're probably going to score. And if the worst case scenario is Drew Brees gets the ball at the one-yard line, your defense has been playing pretty dang good all game. You end up getting the ball back probably with pretty good field position after that. So my my thinking there would have been to go for it. I'm obviously not going to beat him up for it because it ended up working out for him. But and right there, if something does happen where you don't get that fourth and one and your defense can't get the stop that you needed, then that really just cost you the game. So either way, I think Sean McVay is a smart guy, and I'm not going to crap on him for it. But I do think if it was me in that situation, I feel like I probably would have gone for it.
0: Yeah, I was shocked that he didn't go for it, really. When you consider, as I mentioned, what happened last week. And here's where the Todd Gurley thing is confusing to me, because it looked like Gurley... I mean, he had a six-yard touchdown on earlier in the football game. You just go ahead and give it to him here. You're one yard out. I don't really care what the injury is, but if you give it to him, I think he's just going to go ahead and find a way to get in there, dude. This is a guy who basically averages a touchdown a game. He already had one for you where he just burrows through everybody. It's one yard out. Todd Gurley really is a big, strong, physical human being. The Saints, I don't think, had really had a ton of success at that point. You know, C.J. Anderson, was, you put him in there if you want to. He still had a pretty solid uh, yards per carry in this one. Every time he was touching the football, he just about went for five yards. So I think he absolutely could have given the ball to Gurley. It was very surprising to me that they went ahead and kicked the field goal, tied it up at 20. Saints go right down there. They take the lead 23 to 20. But the fact that they had to kick the field goal is where all the turmoil and frustration and brokenheartedness in New Orleans and controversy is... Really, since that point on, this certain play on, and it probably will be this way all off season long. Eric, the flag or the non flag, whatever the heck you want to call this thing, you go ahead and nickname it. You're Italian. Italians do nicknames.
1: Yeah, I think you gotta go with the
0: bayou baffle. Oh my gosh! The Bayou Baffle because it was a baffling call and oh, it happened. I
1: love it.
0: Was that off the top? As far
1: as I know, I think it happened in the Bayou. So was yeah, that, that was off that the was, top was off the top. Of the head? You, put, you put the pressure on me. You call me out. You say I'm Italian. I have to do it for my family, for my heritage, for my ancestry.
0: I mean, come on. What do you think I'm going to do here? Well, am I wrong? I mean, Italians, they're all about the nicknames.
1: Yeah, we, we do that pretty hard. We do that pretty hard. And so, listen, you put the pressure on me, I come through for you. The you Bayou did. Baffle. It's a true
0: gift. The Bayou Baffle.
1: That's the headline. And now, I am baffled. Now, the headline in the Bayou Journal or whatever the hell their the little newspaper is down there was uh, like, I think it was Uneffing Believable or something. Uneffing like that. Believable? Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it was pretty uneffing Believable.
1: It was. It was sad. It, it was certainly a terrible call. Now, I think there's certainly questions. To go around the board here, they made bad calls or non-calls throughout that game. Um, Now, that was the most egregious one, no question. I really don't understand how you can be five yards from that play and not call that pass interference or or an illegal helmet, whatever the hell you want to call it. That was an absolute penalty, no question. Now, Sean Payton's side of things, dude, you should have ran the ball right there. There's no reason for you to be throwing the ball. I know you got the nine Thank in you. the box. Look that you want. Oh, I know. I know. Stupid dude. Force run the, the Rams ball. To burn those
0: timeouts. Force
1: them to because you're you're up against the clock now. You're not even. It's like you're not even playing the Rams anymore. You're playing the clock. There's a minute and fifty seconds left in this game. Make them use their timeouts, and then you'll kick a field goal. You'll make it, and they'll have about maybe twenty seconds left to go do something with no timeouts, and they'll need an absolute miracle. So. That was on Sean Payton. I know him and Drew Brees. They want to be awesome. They want to be spectacular when they get their little nine in the box look. They got to throw it because that's what the defense does to do. No, not in this point in the game. I get that in the first freaking
0: quarter. Even in the third quarter.
1: Even in the fourth quarter when when the game's still in the balance. And now with not two minutes right left, with, your
0: opponent has two timeouts, and you're already man. inside the fifteen yard line.
1: That was that's that's totally on oh Sean Payton. Goodness. That's totally on Drew Brees. Terrible. They said it was a, it was a called run. They got the look they wanted. To, to audible to a on thir- which play the first down or the third down on
0: the first down the first down yeah that's to, it's unexc- on first like down that you have to run you have to run the first two downs now I get the third and long is a little bit more all right you're going for the kill yeah well, and honestly point, you've it, already, it ended up working out when you've already screwed yourself you might you know as well I'm you might as well and it worked out because they got the call but they didn't get the call they got past interference the officials did for whatever reason decided we're not calling it this time with all the whistle baby and man it's just like okay you want to know my true feelings on it as it happened
1: you got really butt hurt you became a Saints fan I was that happy moment. they didn't
0: make the call whoa I was happy
1: Wow because that was not that what I was
0: expecting that would have essentially because as a person that really doesn't have a dog in the hunt in this case I don't want the officials to ultimately end a game with a call and that would have ended the football game. It would have been an automatic first down. The Saints are going to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you can't they got that the be, field goal. You can't let that be your your you know, what makes your decision there. it no, can't sure. be No, sure. The they should have called it. Like there's no it. there's
0: no excuse for missing that call. It was blatant pass interference. Yeah, I mean, after the, the game, Roby Coleman cuz I even, like, "Oh yeah." I absolutely. didn't turn around to look for the football. I
1: totally did. I, yeah. I got burned. It was going to be a It was obvious.
0: it was the easiest call to make, but just my personal feeling And it's not to say that they shouldn't have called it. They absolutely should have called it. I'm not defending it, but I was kind of happy. All right, we get to see how this can play out on the field.
1: It was like, oh, yes, my pick is still alive.
0: My pick is still alive, and we're getting to see more football. Like We we got to see a badass Goff go down the field, boom, 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 set up Greg the leg, tie the game, we're going to overtime. Then Drew Brees still gets the ball first in overtime. And he throws a pick. He gets hit. Ball pops up in the air like a cherry, and it's intercepted. Here come the Rams. They ultimately kick the game-winning field goal. So, wow, yeah, the call, it was bad. It was bad. And if you want to have the conversation of, should Roger Goodell exercise that power? Let's go back. Let's play it. That's a conversation we can have. But it's not like the Saints didn't have an opportunity, not only there after the play, to win the football game, but in the beginning of the damn game, when they had multiple chances to score inside the red zone, and they're kicking field goals. This game could have been 21-0 if the Saints had have actually executed. They could have really put themselves ahead way in front, ran away with the football game. They didn't. They left the Rams alive. They didn't get a call. The Cowboys have had, my team's had it happen to them all the freaking time. Here we go. Here we go. So sorry if I don't feel that bad for you. I don't.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I do agree with you. Ultimately, the Saints had every opportunity in the world to win that game at home in an extremely hostile environment. And that's how you know the Rams are the better football team. Because it was absolute chaos in that game. They got off to a terrible start. They're on the road, and it's hostile as hell. And... They still came out on top. Now, obviously, that call is a huge factor in the game, and the Saints should be upset about it, but they should also be upset at themselves. Drew Brees should be upset at himself. He, he did not play well. Up until week 11, he had thrown like 30 touchdowns. Since then, he was like seven touchdowns, five interceptions. The dude has not been good for over a month now. They and completely it,
0: lost a run game.
1: They, they they certainly did. The only thing they really had going all game long was the throw that was to the backs out of the backfield. Kamara. Kamara out of the backfield. That was it. But they couldn't run the ball. Where was Michael Thomas? Four catches, 36 yards for Michael Thomas. Michael Peters and that bowl of gumbo. Wow, they absolutely shut him down. Akeem Talib, they knew Michael Thomas was the one guy you can't let go Absolutely off Because that's the only guy That really can go off In terms of their receiving core And so They shut down the run game Thanks to Sue and Donald And they shut down Michael Thomas And they gave you all the stuff To Kamara that you wanted Drew Brees was not very sharp And Sean Payton Did not make Great decisions there at the end of the game. So I don't necessarily feel bad for the Saints. That was a really bad call, but you can, or miss call, but you can go back to the missed call from a few minutes prior where Jared Goff is clear as day, gets a face mask right there near the goal line. That would have made it first and goal from like the freaking two-yard line, and I'm pretty confident the Rams would have ended up getting a touchdown from there. So that was like a third down play that ended up being forcing them to go for that field goal on fourth and one that everybody's talking about. McVay maybe should have gone for it. If, uh, if they call that face mask there that they did not call, then, you know, who knows? And there were other things that happened in that game. There was a there was a late foul from a Saints guy there at the end of the game are. where he like kind of jumps on a guy, are, like man. literally like a WWE move. Right. And they didn't call it. So there's things a million different ways. This one just happens to be extremely egregious. It, it, and it literally there's no Was it
0: the worst it. possible time? Yeah. They make the call, the game's essentially over unless the Saints completely botch what would have been an old time extra point. And the likelihood of that happening is slim to none. The Saints would have been going to the Super Bowl. So I get it. The call's magnified. It should have been made. It was blatant pass interference. But at the end of the day, I do agree. I think the better team won. The Saints had plenty of chances to put that thing away. And I'm a, I am like the the refs keeping the flag in the pocket. I want the players to decide the outcome. I don't want the officials. Well, I, But I do think they need to make pass interference reviewable. If you want to do it just in the final in the fourth quarter I don't care but I I don't think you need to open it up to all penalties and all plays but pass interference especially since it's a spot foul I'd have no issue if you want to make that a reviewable play
1: yeah I'm with you because that's the only foul that can really completely change a game because that could be a 15 yard penalty or that could be you know an 85 yard penalty Literally, there's no, I mean, the, the variety on that is insane and it can truly cost teams a game. And it is like all penalties, a judgment call. But I'm with you. I think it needs to be able to be reviewed. I don't know how they want to do it if it's only in the fourth quarter, if it's only inside of five minutes of the fourth quarter, if it can only be. You know, Booth reviewed, if it's not a coach's decision, or if it just becomes one of the challengeable plays at any point in the fourth quarter or at any point during the game that a coach has. You have two challenges all game. If there's a pass interference you don't like in the first quarter, you can challenge it. If there's one in the final two minutes, you can challenge it. But if you already did it in the first half or you don't have any more challenges left, sorry man, you already burned them and a crappy call in the fourth quarter You know, you just don't have any any challenges left. I don't know. Totally fine with that. That's an option as well. But I think there needs they got to figure something out. I think the NFL. You know, it it always takes a play like that. And credit to the NFL for being unlike most sports and most leagues. The NFL is always changing, adapting. To you know, to what needs to happen in terms of safety rules, this or that. There's always a new rule here or there every year, every couple of years, and especially when there's just an absolute. You know, crazy, egregious play in a big moment in a big game. This is this fits that criteria, and I think this is one of those times where this is going to cause them. You know, the Dez play ended up causing them to start making some some changes to the rules of the catch. I think this is going to be a similar deal with replay of the pass interference. There's going to be some changes. I hope it's this offseason and I hope it has something to do with being able to review it because I think it's it's costing. It can cost you a game, and sometimes it's, it's a bunch. Of crap
0: it's way too important uh, but the bottom line is we both feel the better teams moving on in the, in the LA Rams and for the Saints you know it stinks it hurts trust me I I know the feeling not necessarily going to the Super Bowl but it's tough my heart goes out to you but your team had opportunities to win that football game in various different moments and ultimately they came up short the AFC championship game who would have thought? Could this one live up to the predecessor, which was an overtime, field goal winning, L.A. Rams have clinched a spot in Atlanta for the Super Bowl? No Ooh. way, man. There's no
1: way, no way. it could be No good. way
0: Mahomes and Brady We're not getting a could back live up to, to the, back the height? Overtime? You don't think so? Hell no! You don't think so?
1: Football gods, are you listening? I would love another overtime,
0: for the record. Well, dreams do come true. You got what you wished for, my friend.
1: I sure did. It was an absolute sex game. Now it started off a little slow. Similar to that Saints Rams game.
0: Yeah. Kansas it did. City
1: couldn't do anything. But couldn't do anything on Couldn't offense. do
0: anything. Well, so I mean New England, a masterful game plan. Like we talked all week, all right, What you know, Belichick and the history that he has against stopping those explosive offenses. Yeah, dating back to the eighties. Forever. Forever, I think uh during the broadcast they said last week was his, you know, a total co- games coach, like not just as a head coach, but as an assistant, as a coordinator, whatever. Like three hundred and forty five thousand. Seven hundred and fifty first, I think.
1: Seven hundred and fifty million?
0: Just hundred. Oh, just seven 750 hundred and fifty hundred? Seven hundred and fifty one. Now he's coached seven hundred and fifty two damn games in the National Football League. A lot of football games. That is freaking nuts. So he comes out, literally takes the air out of the football. Patriots do exactly what they wanted. Time-consuming drive. Ate up about the first half of the quarter. Went right down the field. Sony Michelle doing his thing. Rexburg could get into the act. God, was he sexy as ever in this game. Sure was. James White Patri- doing his thing. Huh. Yes, he did. Twice. He had both game winners, essentially. But the Patriots executed their game plan very well. And it was clear that they wanted to limit uh, Tyreek Hill and the big play. And aside from maybe once or twice, they did a very good job of that. Once. He had uh, one catch. He had one early on. Yeah, that was it. You're right. Yeah.
1: Well, the, the th- it's funny about the Patriots is because they always talk about how, like, defensively Belichick, you know, will take away your your best player, the, the best thing that you do, when really in this game, they took away everything that Kansas City likes to do. Like, it wasn't just Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill had one, one catch. Okay, great. What did Kelsey do? Kelsey did absolutely nothing. Kelsey had just a couple of catches. Three
0: catches, 23 yards. Three catches, 23 Tyreke yards Hill, for Kelsey. One catch for 42 yards. That one catch that I was thinking, the one big play? Yeah. That was it.
1: Yeah, that was it. So Aside from
0: Damien Williams... They Damien got Williams. very little offensive production.
1: Yeah, and even Damian Williams and, and on the Sammy ground. And Sammy
0: Watkins had a couple big boys. On
1: the ground, you know, Williams couldn't do much. Kansas City didn't run the ball. So, so no, New England run well. stopped the run well, and they shut down their two best pass-catching weapons. I mean, that is just an absolute dominant performance. Oh, and they shut out the entire Kansas City offense from scoring in the first half. So it was just a bludgeoning for, the, for, for New England's defense. They were dominant through and through, especially in that first half. But my goodness, man, their execution and their game plan was
0: flawless on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Now, the second half, uh, the adjustments are made. Pat Mahomes kind of knows what's going on. And you saw from the get-go, all right, here's Pat Mahomes and the greatness and really the emergence of the next era of the NFL. You know how would he do? He's finally had some adversity. It's a home playoff game, a lot on the line, a lot of pressure. Down and they fourteen stunk in for half. thirty minutes.
1: They open the they open the very second frustrating,
0: half right? With a great drive, composed is all hell. Pat Mahomes, captain, composed, and like like you said, Eric, they went right down the field, uh, four plays, seventy four yards, and Pat Mahomes, the twelve yard touchdown to Travis Kelsey, one of his three catches. It was for a touchdown, so he made that count. Then the defense just really got in this one. Punt, punt. New England gets a field goal. And then late in the third quarter, a nine-play, 62-yard drive for Pat Mahomes that ends in the Damian Williams touchdown run. Excellent drive by Pat. Extending, making another sidearm throw, doing the vintage Mahomes things. And then it was an an excellent fourth quarter. Oh, my God. The The fourth fourth quarter. quarter was unbelievable. I mean, really, this was... This was an, a, a solid football game for three quarters, but the fourth quarter is what made it great.
1: Absolutely. It was fireworks back and forth. They were dual. I mean, it was score for score. I'm pretty sure both teams scored on damn near every drive of the fourth quarter, if I'm if I'm
0: not mistaken. Yeah, outside the first two, you had New England get stuffed. Rex got stuffed on that fourth and one. They turned the ball over on downs. God, I would
1: love to stuff But Rex. Kansas
0: City went three and out, and they had to punt. They, that was a huge turning point in the game. Kansas City needed to use that momentum, try and go down the field and score. Granted, they were pinned back. It wasn't like they got a stop in plus territory. I mean, they were back. I think they started at their own 20-yard line, 25-yard line or so. So, three and out, they have to punt. But that would have been huge for them. Then you had the interception. The Brady interception, which hardly ever happens. And it came off of the Edelman punt play they got reviewed. Oh, where man. Did he touch it? Did he not? Well... What? He didn't. T- I he don't know how, but he didn't it. touch that. Ball. I don't know how he did. I don't know how it happened, but I agree with you. You oh look at all the angles, God. and again, I mean, the, the views that the NFL gets is brilliant. You put them all together, and it's like, dude, the, somehow he avoided touching this football.
1: That was that was the most. In, that was one of the most insane plays of the whole weekend. When you watch it live, you're thinking to yourself, "Oh, he just Edelman just made the bonehead play that New England
0: never makes." Well, two plays later. Going off Edelman's hands, intercepted by Sorensen. Kansas City gets the football at New England 23. Two plays later, Damian Williams, who he's earned that job. He's going to be a sexy fantasy pick next year. 23-yard touchdown pass. He was money out of the backfield, and the Chiefs are up. And then it was vintage Brady. It's like, wow, well, you've, you've scored here. There's too much time left on the clock. I'm going to go right down the field, but what am I going to do? Touchdown. Beautiful drive. Tony Romo's doing, calling everything before it happens. The football Brilliant Yoda. Tall by the football Yoda himself. Tony and Romo, baby. And then, that drive had some penalties. He had the issues. But Mahomes, poised as hell yet again, gets the football. Brady's just yeah, done his Brady thing. Mahomes says, don't worry about it, guys. I thought he was going to get the touchdown to win it in regulation. It didn't happen. The overthrow? They kicked the... Yeah. Oh, Just missed it. They kicked the field goal. They go to OT. And Eric... What the hell happened? Well, Brady won the...
1: Won the toss.
0: Brady won the toss. 13 plays. 75 yards. Every third down was third and 10. They had three different third and 10s. Edelman, Edelman, three Edelman, Edelman, Edelman Edelman, Edelman, Edelman,
1: Edelman. Just incredible, man.
0: And Rex bleeping Burkhead, the sexiest man on the football field himself gets into the end zone and the Patriots are going back to the freaking Super Bowl. Dude, 11 times for the Patriots. Ninth time for Brady and Belichick. Ninth.
1: You know, everyone thinks we suck and, you know.
0: The two of them alone have the most Super Bowl appearances in NFL history. The Patriots have the record at 11. Those two alone with the nine is more than anybody else. The Steelers, eight. The Cowboys, eight the yeah. 49ers. I uh, come on. The Dolphins have five by the way. Are you kidding me? These two dudes by themselves have nine. That's
1: that's just crazy, man. I mean, there's there's really no words to describe how unbelievable the Patriots are. This run that they've gone on every they they really have been doubted. I know everybody wants to mock Tom Brady for having this whole underdog mentality. But I mean, since 2014 it's funny because it happened in 2014 in Arrowhead on Monday night early on in that 2014 season right. where the the Chiefs just dominated Killed them. 41 to 14. Everyone's saying, "Okay, this is it's the over. end of the Patriots." And now we're looking 4 years later and they've been to every Super Bowl since. That's just insane.
0: Yeah, it's in really unbelievable.
1: Freaking sane to go on the road in Arrowhead where it's hostile as it gets against the 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 MVP, more than likely, and Pat Mahomes, that offense, and dominate them the way they did. If you look at the stats, total yards, time of possession, first downs, they absolutely dominated every facet of this football game, and, it, and honestly, if you just well, let me look read
0: it to you, just to prove your point. Okay, I mean, let me let me read yeah. it to you. The domination here by New England. Total yards: five twenty-four for the Pats, two ninety for the Chiefs. The team that you believed had the best offense in football. Yeah, I'd have said the second. Either way, one of the best offenses in the league. Rushing yards: one hundred and seventy-six for New England, forty-one for Kansas City. Dominant. Fumbles. You had the two picks by Brady. Mahomes didn't throw an interception. So the Chiefs still won the turnover battle where the Patriots dominated so much that Time it did not matter.
1: Uh, first downs. I don't know if you can get the first third downs down Third New down England's efficiency, New England 68%. They are basically
0: 70%. That's unheard on third down. of. That's huge. Time of possession, 44 minutes for New England compared to 20, 21 for Kansas City they doubled them up
1: they doubled them up damn near in every single thing even in first downs the Patriots had I don't like have 30. first downs I'm sorry Patriots had like 30 something first downs and uh, they had less than 20 Chiefs had less than 20 so man the Patriots were a- as good as it gets and they are you know Brady and the Patriots in general but Brady and Belichick are just at their best when it matters most. And
0: who was more impressive in this game, Brady and Belichick or Tony Romo with the call?
1: Oh, man, that's funny. I actually put that up right after the game. I put that up as a poll on my Twitter Did you? account. I was like, yeah, who was better, Brady or Romo? Romo was incredible, but good God, man. Who won the Twitter poll? Tom Brady. Uh, Tony Romo won the Twitter poll. My vote poll. went to Romo. Yeah. It was like 95% to 5%. How many
0: people voted? Uh, at least, I think a 1,000. Something really, like at that. least. Yeah, at least the The nosebleeds are coming out in full force.
1: Yeah, no, they're the bleeders, they're the man, best. they are incredible. The they man. always show love. So thank you to everybody who voted in that. Man. Everybody voted for Tony Romo, but let's be honest, Tom Brady's the absolute man. He's got ice in his veins. When it matters most, this dude's amazing. I mean, in all these big games throughout his career, he's actually had, in most of the games, he has an interception, maybe two. Early yeah, on I mean, in a game, he can do something. But at the end of a game, you Mr. are always Cut. getting the best of whatever he is and, and he is the GOAT and that's why he's the GOAT. He's a specie man out there. And I will never argue it. I am forever done doubting the Patriots. I, I want everybody to know now I will never ever... How many times have you
0: said that? I,
1: I've probably said it I've probably said it at least three times in the last five years but I'm saying it officially now okay? You can hold me to this I will never pick against the New England Patriots in a football game ever again. I don't care if it's preseason as long as Tom Brady... And or Bill Belichick are there, I will not pick against them in a game. Okay? That's probably smart. Regular uh, season, I don't care week one, week sixteen. You know what I felt playoffs, that way when we made the pick Super for the Bowl, Chiefs. I don't give a damn.
0: I told you, man, I, I had it was screaming at me. My gut's like, dude, don't pick against the Patriots. It's the stupidest thing you can do. It's a bunch of bleep holes. However, I'm gonna stand by my uh my statement from what was it, maybe week fourteen that this is the final ride. And uh, we'll see if they win the nope. Super Bowl. We'll nope. talk more about it, but I'm going to stick with it it's broken. I probably will be. You're going to be wrong. The Patriots, i got to stick with it for now.
1: Listen, 365 days from right now, we will be talking about the Patriots Another heading to the Super Bowl.
0: Super Bowl 54 or whatever it will be. Who the heck knows? I've lost count.
1: Yeah. It's going to be the Patriots and some NFC team.
0: Brady, 348 yards, a touchdown, and the two picks. But he was money uh, late in that game, and Sony Michelle, twenty nine carries, one hundred and thirteen yards, two touchdowns. My man Rex had forty one yards and a pair of scores. Also had four catches, twenty three yards through the air. Uh, and Edelman, while he did have a, those two gaps, well, the one didn't really end up, you know, hurting him. Yeah. the review saved him. But the drop, but the drop leading to the interception. And Gronk, another guy that we kind of buried and, and, and yeah. put the nail in the coffin. He stepped up, six catches. 79 yards, he's going to be massive in the Super Bowl. We'll have plenty of time to break that down. But the conversation after this game wasn't just on Brady, Belichick, the the greatness of Mahomes. It was on the overtime rules. For the fact that the Patriots got the football, went right down the field, 13 plays, 75 yards, just under five minutes, and scored the game-winning touchdown on the Rex Burkhead, two-yarder, Mahomes and the Chiefs never got to touch the football. So everyone's now talking about, oh, do we need to change the overtime rules? What say you, my friend?
1: I would disagree with those people. I think the overtime rules are fine. Listen, we can't have these games going for five bleeping hours. All right? That's what college football does. It's great. It's awesome. Good for them. Um, you get games like the a lsu game that result in 72 to you know 69 or whatever the hell it was. But that game lasted forever. And in the NFL... You just can't do that. You can't have games last that long and defense still matters in football, okay? So the Chiefs are the the team that went into the game with, you know, basically the worst defense in the entire league all season long and they couldn't get a stop. They had multiple opportunities. They had them in 3rd and 10 damn near five times on that final drive and Tom Brady and the Patriots converted every single one of them. They didn't touch Tom Brady all night. D Ford, Justin Houston, Chris Jones and the, the, the leading sack leaders, the leading sack team in the NFL could not touch Brady all night long. And in that overtime, Brady gets the ball, and he takes it down your throat, and that's completely on you. Okay, So I, it's hard for me to feel bad for you when you had those opportunities. And these games, just they just can't go that long. I just think it's ridiculous to think these games should be you get the ball at the 25-yard line. You're immediately in the red zone. That already, I mean, that, it
0: just, it you becomes do the not football. Rules. It's not you football. You can't do the college you rules. You can't just completely favor the offense. I think completely like that. I get the, for the fan perspective it's fun, but that's not football.
1: And and since they changed the rules of the overtime in the last it was probably been in the last like 5 years or so since they changed it to where it used to be first team to score any points at all wins the game whether it's a field goal safety or touchdown death, right. didn't matter. Now, they give you more of a chance. They say if you, if you can hold them to a field goal in that first drive, you'll get a chance to go match the field goal or get a touchdown win the game. But if you give up a touchdown on that first series, then you don't deserve to win the game. And I think that's a great idea. And ever since that's happened, only 20% of the time has the team that started with the ball gone down and did what the Patriots did last night and just go score a touchdown on the opening drive. 20% of the time. So 80% of the time, the other team gets the ball and has a chance.
0: Well, all right. So, there was an overtime game earlier on in the day. Was it an issue then? No, no well,
1: no, it wasn't. Not for the... No, because both teams touched the ball.
0: Right. That's Grew all these. you want. Drew threw a pick. The Rams got to stop. Made they a play. Got the ball ble- they got the ball back. They kick a field goal. They win. But
1: you're allowed to do that? You're allowed to make a play on you're defense? You're allowed to make a
0: play on defense. Even in the playoffs? Even in the playoffs. Are you well, kidding me? Even when your you're defense, on the road? You're, you're telling me your defense can make a stop? When you've got third and 10, I don't know about that. At the New England 35, nope, 20 yard pass, Brady to Edelman. I'm gonna talk to my people about this. You're telling me the defense has a chance to make a stop, third and 10 at the Kansas City 45? No. Nope, Brady, 15 yard pass, Edelman. You're telling me the defense has a chance to make a stop, third down and 10 at the Kansas City 30? No. 15 yard pass, Brady to Gronkowski. Get out of here with this overtime whiny, whiny... sh. F- off with the overtime shit. All right. Okay? Yeah. It's fine. Hell it's yeah. fine. We don't need to be gimmicky like the f***ing college game. It's not necessary. This is f***ing football. If you really want to give both teams possession of the ball just because... The most recent game you saw, you really would have loved to see Pat Mahomes get a chance with the football. By the way, not every f***ing game is Brady versus Mahomes. You don't always want to see both teams get the possession. I'd say 9 out of 10 games, people would have said, wow. They wouldn't be bitching about it. But the fact that the opposing quarterback and it happened to be the Chiefs offense was the other team that didn't get a chance and everyone wanted to see them get a chance to come back out on the field and could they answer, and you didn't get to, now we have an issue. But the majority of the time, like you said, it's not a problem. So we really don't need to go out of our way to fook with it some more.
1: By the way, if if Kansas City would have just scored one single point, one single point in the first half, instead of scoring zero, they wouldn't have had to worry about this. So I couldn't agree with you more. I feel like you needed to get that off your chest. Yeah, it's frustrating.
0: It's been building up. Yeah. Frustrating because it's like, no, I don't want to go to the co- to college. It's yeah. it's a, a gimmick. Listen, college. No, is it's great. fun. It's great. And for great college, run. it's fine because half of the conferences don't even play defense anyway, so it's cool. And maybe you want to say fi- in the NFL, but no, in, in the NFL, players work way too hard for this. You can't just completely take special teams and defense out of the equation. Amen. This is the NFL. Three phases. You're professionals. Three phases. All three phases. Execute. Make a play, Kansas City. But Jeez. all in
1: all, Bob Sutton, you got freaking. You got worked, homie. You talk about a chess match. Brady went up to the line of scrimmage and Romo called it every time. Kill, kill, kill. Changing the play. I know what they're doing. I'm going to beat them. I know. Oh, I'm going to run here. Yeah, I'm going to run here. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm going to. I'm going to send Gronk out by himself. We're going to get the one on one matchup. Go ahead and take that. Oh, it's third down? Yeah. Oh, you're not going to double Edelman because he's been killing you all game on third down? Oh, fine by me. Bob Sutton, you just lost your job, brother. We A couple of referees this weekend and Bob Sutton lost their job. Just thought I'd say that.
0: Yeah, there was some poor officiating. Uh, not only did they have the blown call and many other missed calls in Rams and Saints, there was a similar deal in Chiefs-Patriots. You had the quarterback uh, roughing the passer, called for Brady where he, like, isn't even touched, but it kind of grazes the face mask almost. Almost. What they call roughing the passer. That's just one that sticks out. I mean, there there was a handful. So the officiating still has been poor, but the bottom line is we still had great football. We had two classic overtime conference championship games, and I would say at the end of the day, the two best teams did advance. You know, you can go ahead and say what you want, disagree, that's fine. In my opinion... I think the Patriots proved, especially now that they've beaten the Chiefs twice this year, they were better. And I still think the Rams were better than the, than the Saints. I know the Saints, if you give them that call, it's Saints-Patriots. They're in the Super Bowl. But they had many opportunities, as we talked about earlier, and they failed. The Rams hung in there. They took the Saints' best chance. They weathered the storm of the crowd, and they found a way to get out of there with a victory. So we got Saints-Rams should be one for the ages, and we will continue to break that baby down For the next two weeks, I'm excited. By the way, it has been reported. They asked Gurley. They asked Gurley about, you know, was it injury-related that you didn't play much in that football game, in the second half especially? Or was it due to performance? And he said it was because he just had a sorry-ass game. He didn't play well. He says it was performance-related. So, there you go. There you
1: go. You bench tied Gurley, you win the
0: bleeping game. It's incredible. Crazy. I mean, my gosh. Shame on you, Saints. There's another reason. You should have made that costume. You bleep, You bench your bleeping best player? Are you kidding me? We should be talking about that today, about why in the world did they not play Gurley more just because he dropped one ball. He still got his hiney in the end zone. He's money for it. That's the whistle guy. That's, That's talent the right there. That's the whistle guy. Oh, man. That's his mouth. Oh, that's incredible. I'm watching video. You just heard live
1: audio of the whistle guy, the human embodiment of a saint's whistle. Unbelievable. Whistling with his mouth. You can hear it from your couch through the television.
0: You the real MVP, baby. Gosh, bleep that guy. At the end of the day, conference championship awards, nosebleed seat style. I think we're giving most composed. It's a tie. Brady, Mahomes, you guys can share it.
1: Really? Because I give it to Goff. Are Goff you... was Compoise's bleak. Go Brady and you know Goff. What?
0: Let's have a threesome. Goff, Brady, Mahomes. I think Mahomes deserves it. I loved his second-half performance. He came out, first-ever AFC Championship game, his first-ever year starting. He's the MVP. He showed a lot of cojones for me, man.
1: I agree. I love me some Mahomes. He was great. First half, he was trash. Second half, he was he was himself. And they put up, what, 31 points in the second half? That's That's badass right there. Uh, but at the end of the day, Brady's the, fourth the GOAT when it matters most. Brady is the GOAT. That's what happens. Mahomes will be back. I'm sure of it. Poor Andy Reid. I feel bad for him. All the close ups on that mustache, yeah, though, are incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, I can just, I love it. I love it more They'll than be anything. Back. They'll be back. But I do feel bad for him. They'll I be feel back. bad
0: for him, too. They'll be, back. They'll be back. They'll be back. It's an easy thing to say. Maybe they won't be, but I think they will be.
1: No, I do, too. Uh, Mahomes, you're going to be all right, buddy. You are composed. You're not the GOAT. Goff, you're versing
0: the GOAT. Good luck. Good luck. Saints fans, I'm sorry, but I'm not that sorry. But I am sorry. And congratulations to the Rams. to Tlaib. Marcus? Marcus? Peters? Hey, man, what's up with it, man? It's your boy Marcus Peters, man. Akeem Tlaib. He's filming when we fresh in L.A., man, just trying to make something happen. Hey, follow us, show us some love or something, man. And Peter Juice, man.
1: to
0: Tlaib 21. And we out here. L.A., yeah. what's popping? He's eating that gumbo, baby, and he's rubbing it in Sean Payton's face. Pa- Found out he doesn't like it, by oh, the way. Who, Payton or Marcus? No, 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 Marcus Peters. Not a gumbo fan. Oh, really? He was just going to do that to appease
1: Peyton. Yeah. So that, well, I think I, they're going to sit in down New Orleans, and they're going to break bread, but its I don't think it's... i think,
0: I think it oh, but he doesn't might, even like the gumbo. That's think, disappointing. Might be Roscoe's. The hell. Don't quote me. I do love me some chicken and waffles. We are the Nosebleed Seats. Zach Wilchuk alongside Eric Chiafalo. We'll be back later on to preview the Super Bowl. It's Rams... Patriots, who knows? We might have some more nosebleed seeds goodness coming your way sometime soon. Check us out. Facebooks, Twitters, Instagram, Blog Talk Radio. Like, subscribe, share, Lone Star Green CBD. Hit them up. RW Diamond Broker. Hit them up. We love thee. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised.